we have a little bit of a saying and sort of what we handle is that you want to be proactive instead of reactive and you want to prepare instead of repair. If you don't take steps ahead of time, you're managing the aftermath and it would have been so much easier having the documents and the plan in place ahead of time. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name is Rick Nusky, and I'm the host of the show. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I hope you're well, no matter where you are in this wonderful wide world of ours. And on today's call, I'm with the wonderful Yale and Laurie Helpman. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Now, um, this is going to be a very interesting call for anybody who is looking for uh, legal support and advice and guidance. Now, I think what's probably the best thing to do here is to get you guys to actually provide a bit of uh, background about yourselves individually before we jump into the core of that side of the call. Um, would you mind starting off, Yao? Uh, certainly. So I've been practicing law for uh, 25 years now. And um, uh, when I started out, the field of elder law was really in its infancy. And um, I decided um, I liked, I had been exposed to a little bit of it uh, just by chance. And um, I liked it. I, I liked the idea of uh, consulting as opposed to, um, I used to do a little bit of litigation, didn't really suit my, pers suit my personality as much as this does. Mm -hmm. And I also saw an opportunity because the population was going to age. I was a little bit ahead of the curve, and it took a little bit of time. But um, as the population has aged, and Lori joined, joined me in practice 22 years ago, um, and um, you know we've um, really taken off from there. Fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, Lori, <laughs> welcome to the show again. I was wondering if we can learn a little bit, a bit um, more about your background. Sure. So I've been practicing as long as Yale. And initially, I actually started out in litigation. So I did uh, insurance defense litigation, which has provided me with the background um, that I use now because I handle all the court work um, that is integrated into our practice. For example, guardianships, uh, conservatorships, and the establishment of special needs trust uh, through the court process. So I sort of carry that with me in, uh, into our practice. And I also found that working as an elder law attorney and a special needs and estate planning attorney really suits my needs as well. I find myself, I've always been a very nurturing person and I find that this area of law allows me to really handhold people through very difficult uh, processes and uh, situations. And then I always say the lawyers have very bad reputations at times because they're suing someone, they're divorcing someone, they're bankrupting somebody, but we really help people and guide three pe people through life's transitions. And that's kind of very rewarding, in my opinion. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, what I take from this is um, the word planning comes up and comes to mind. Is it is it ever too early to start planning for transitions in life? And wondering what you can share with us about that. Um, well, it's never too early to plan, uh, but 
it depends on what transition you're, you're going through. So if we're talking about um, a large focus of our practice is uh, elder law, which involves long-term care planning, uh, people will ask, well, when's the optimum time uh, to do that? And our answer is uh, usually, unless you have a particular situation in your family, such as early onset Alzheimer's or some medical issue that might cause you to need care sooner than normal, mm -hmm. usually it's when you get to retirement age. And before then, when you still have children in school, school-age children, college, et cetera, you're really focused more or should be focused more on estate planning as opposed to elder planning or long-term care planning. Again, it's a very broad generalization, but, but um, uh, for most people, that's probably a good rule of thumb. It would be very dependent on the individual, wouldn't it? If you had a high-risk um, lifestyle, <laughs> maybe you want to... Uh, true, true. It's, yeah. it's also what we always tell people. It's not really completely age-related. Right. Um, for example, I'm dealing with a case right now of a 32-year-old person that had a heart attack. Or, you, you know, I've had situations of people that had a stroke in their 40s. Mm -hmm. So it's not always age that, you know, necessitates a plan. It, we see people of all ages having ailments and issues that could come about earlier in their life and later in their life. And really that anyone over the age of 18 mm -hmm. um, needs powers of attorney and, and these kind of documents. They don't necessarily need a will at 18 um, per se, but they certainly need financial or healthcare powers of attorney because we live in a world in which without appointing somebody uh, to assist you with financial and medical decision-making, if you don't have that document, then you have to resort to the court and go into the guardianship process. Thank you for the insight. Right. I appreciate that. Um, you were going to say, yeah? Uh, yeah, but some of those scenarios that Laurie is talking about are really what we call crisis planning. So it's not really a pre-planning situation. We get a lot of that, uh, as Laurie described, uh, folks that we've had a number of instances where uh, people have had strokes brain aneurysms, at uh, accidents. Uh, um, uh, we get uh, a lot of work from, there's a, um, a local, a nearby facility, Kessler Institute, that has, uh, deals with people with spinal cord injuries. Mm -hmm. Very, you know, difficult, difficult injuries. Um, folks need a lot of care. It's very expensive. And so we get called in in those situations um, where there was no planning, uh, nobody really expected it, uh, and you can't really plan for something catastrophic like that no. uh, at a younger age. And so we come in and try to figure out, well, how can we get some financial assistance for these folks so that um, they can get the best care possible in the least restrictive setting? So that's a large part of what Lori kind of described there. And sometimes it involves guardianship if people don't have powers of attorney. That's really the first place to start because you can't, you can't begin to help somebody mm -hmm. um, who who really needs other friends, family, other people to help them while they are in incapacitated. In some cases, um, um, they are um, paralyzed, for example, and they can't carry on their own affairs. They need somebody to do that. And without a power of attorney, we can't even begin to help them. And that's where the guardianship uh, lends itself. We, we have a little bit of a saying in, in our 
sort of what we handle is that you want to be proactive instead of reactive and mm -hmm. you want to prepare instead of repair. Yeah. And I know they sound a little cliche, but they're really, really relevant in the sense that if you don't take steps ahead of time, you're sort of managing the aftermath and it would have been so much easier having the documents and the plan in place ahead of time. Right. I, um, I'm taking a lot away from this because, you know, there's never a better time than now to start thinking about this, you know, this whole get on the front foot. Um, but what I take from you, uh, you both, is that there has to be, beyond understanding the legal uh, instruments and being able to execute those instruments, is having a higher level of compassion in very difficult times. Is, is this... Is this uh, important for you? And how? And it seems to me that it comes naturally for you to be compassionate with those that you're working with, rather than just being that that legal suit in front of somebody. Yeah, we don't yeah. even wear a legal suit. <laughs> <laughs> right, but right. you know I what mean, I mean. I wear a suit. Yeah. I, no, no, but I, no, but it's kind of funny that you say that because I mean, I wear a suit when I go to court, but I think it's really interesting the way you even you know sort of described it. But we. We actually, I mean, you know, yeah, we'll tell you who wears a button down and slacks, but we, we kept our office very homey. I have antiques in the office. We, I think that when you go to see uh, an attorney, there's a little bit of a stigma that there's a formality and a stiffness to some of these attorneys. And I think the area of law that we practice, there's so much humanity or parts of it that have that, you know, just human component to it. So I... I really think you that really have to connect. With, you do have to uh, connect with their families with, and with the clients and their families, because uh, I always say, you know, we can have the best legal solutions, but if we can't uh, connect with uh, folks and we can't communicate with them uh, and empathize with them, they're not going to be comfortable to take our guidance. They're not going to understand um, and, and be uh, open to uh, our guidance. Mm -hmm. And then we're not going to be able to help them. So I always say, you know, for a long time, I've always said, you know, what we do is part legal work, part social work. We're not licensed uh, social workers, <laughs> but it, you know, it, it is very similar in that way. And that's why I said at the outset, you know, um, I always say we're counselors, you know, we're counselors at law because that's really what we, uh, we primarily do is counsel people and, um, you have to connect with them, um, and they're very emotional situations. Oh yeah, um, that uh, that our clients and their families are dealing with. Some of them are literally in shock when they call us. Mm -hmm. uh, they're they're oftentimes told to call us by uh, healthcare professionals because the financial end of things need to be taken care of, um, and the facilities and, and the medical personnel need to understand how they're getting paid because they're, you know, yeah. bottom line is they can't do the work they can do without, uh, without um, some type of uh, coverage to, to pay their bills. And, but it's very difficult when you're dealing with family that are shell shocked, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it, it, especially in a, in a crisis planning situation where, mm -hmm. you know, they've got a family member who's healthy one day, all of a sudden this is like everybody's worst nightmare. Yeah. And it, it seems that over the last several years, more so than when, I, you know, when we first started out, we're getting younger people coming, you know, coming into our office or 
you know, with advances of uh, medical science, some of the horrific illnesses and injuries that probably would have killed a patient 30 years ago, they survive it, but need a lot, a lot of care. And, and that costs money. And that costs money. And yeah. that's where we come in, right. in terms of figuring out how do we uh, help those families pay for it, how to qualify for programs that are available, um, and how to, how to do that quickly. Yeah, anything you can do to reduce the stress at a, a pretty, uh, uh, you know, uh, tough time is got to be beneficial for, for those that you work with. Thank you so very much for sharing. Now, I think um, given what's going on in the world today, there are hundreds of thousands of people losing their lives. And, you know, this is happening quite rapidly um, during this time. Um, what It's being amplified. This is happening so much on such a wide scale. Are you seeing a, a, an influx of um, inquiries for your help at the moment? So it's interesting, we've been interviewed a bit and a lot of people have asked us that same question. Have, has your message changed since the COVID crisis? Um, have, you know, what has been different? And the interesting part for us is that we have always emphasized the message of being, of planning and having documents and having sort of a game plan. I think that, so our message actually hasn't changed since COVID. I just think that finally people are receiving our message a lot more clearly and better and they're being more proactive because uh, I don't think there's been any modern illness in our time that has shown the randomness and the unpredictability as COVID has shown. And so I do believe that we've seen in, uh, just a, a more sort of an influx of people that have uh, needed state planning, wanting to discuss the state planning. We're always going to have the crisis. And there's, unfortunately, there's going to be someone like Yale said that has those situations that arise, the heart attack, the strokes. But I think that finally people realize that this illness has brought about the need for just general estate planning, sort of have your, your, your documents in order and sort of having some sort of game plan. I mean, the interesting part about it is that uh, respirators and ventilators have been a part of our dialogue talking to clients and how they want to handle that for many, many years. It's just that now it's just, it's in the news all the time, but what would you do and what would you want? And it's just interesting that the COVID crisis has sort of brought a lot of this up to the, to the front, you know, to, to the, for people to listen to Absolutely. and hear about. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say uh, that, we probably get the same amount of crisis planning as we always have, mm -hmm. although some of them are related or caused by COVID now. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with Lori. We've gotten more of what we call pre-planning. Yeah, the estate planning the, is definitely the Folks who are healthy who said, you know, um, I know I, I need to get my ducks in, in line. I know I, I need to get this plan in place, but you know what? There's always something else. I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. And because of the randomness of who's gotten sick and who's been seriously ill and who hasn't, for a lot of people, they realize, you know what, yeah, I'm healthy, but that when they see their friends and neighbors or, you know, see the stories on TV and the newspapers of uh, younger people 
getting, you know, being struck down by the illness. Mm -hmm. Well, there's not the follow um, politics. I mean, they, it's all going on. Yes. They, you know, a lot of people are realizing, you know what, I really shouldn't be putting this off. Right. And so that we are seeing that, more of those folks come. Yeah, out. that was definitely, I think, finally, you know, I'm happy to see that people are understanding the concept of planning. Um, we, again, we have always understood the importance of it. I actually had a teacher call me the other day and said that she needed to go back into the classroom. She was very concerned about it. And could I have her documents, you know, prepared? And that was, you know, that's a big reality check that she never would have thought that being a teacher would have ever exposed herself to a situation where she would need to stay planning documents. But the reality is that exposures are coming in all different places. And so that was something that she felt that she needed to do before she went back into the classroom. Yeah, I, um, I wonder if we could maybe uh, step back a little bit and look at the different elements of uh, your services. Um, again, you've got the elder, the estate and the special needs law. Um, how are they uniquely different from each other? I was wondering if we can talk about each one of them separately. Sure. So uh, elder law really focuses on uh, seniors and the issues that affect seniors. Mm -hmm. uh, a large part of that is planning for long-term care, because when you think about it, what's the most expensive, uh, what's the biggest expense that any of us is likely to face that is not something we would take on voluntarily? And, and it really, when you think about it, it really is the cost of long-term care, uh, which is not covered by Medicare or traditional health insurance, uh, you might have some coverage uh, if you have long-term care insurance, but even now, the large majority of Americans don't have long-term care insurance. Then you have estate planning, which is a part of elder law, uh, but also estate planning is really for anybody who is an adult mm -hmm. and has assets, uh, or even if they think they don't have assets, but they probably do because they have life insurance and, and, and they have uh, bank accounts. Uh, maybe not as much as they might have in later years, but estate planning would be wills, powers of attorney, health care directives. And then special needs planning uh, focuses on those uh, uh, individuals who have special needs. Now, they might be uh, families with young children with special needs so that we encompass uh, special needs planning within the parents estate plan if if the parents pass away how do they want to leave assets for a special needs child and then we also deal with older estate planning excuse me special needs mm -hmm. uh individuals clients uh, and the planning is a little bit different there some of those uh special needs clients have acquired assets um some some haven't uh sometimes we get uh cases from other attorneys who have recovered uh, money for uh, their clients who have special needs. So those have special issues that we utilize uh, special needs trusts for. Uh, there are a lot of similarities between special needs clients and elderly in the sense that the severely disabled uh, may need the same kind of long-term care that an elderly, uh, you know, senior might need. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so those are just kind of broad strokes, if you will, um, you know, what the three different disciplines that and, we focus on. 
but it really is an asset protection plan. And sometimes we have to apply that plan for a 40 year old because if a 40 year old has a stroke, yeah. and can't be taken care of at home or, or some kind of, again, catastrophic injury, or we have, you know, Parkinson's or come, then it's it, a little bit of a misnomer about the word elder. It's really long-term care planning, asset protection planning. The majority of our clients, as Yale said, that are in that sort of realm are seniors, but we do have people that end up needing long-term care and have this expense that are on their side. So I always say that we're really long-term care planning attorneys, mm -hmm. asset protection planning attorneys. And the whole concept really is, is that we want people to be able to have their funds, but also to government benefits sort of to bridge the gap of what's not covered by their own assets or it can supplement what they have. And so it's really, the whole concept is, is providing a plan, a game plan, because again, if you wait until you exhaust all your assets, you run out of options when you run out of more money. And we, that's another little like cliche that we say, when you run out of money, you run out of options. Oh, absolutely. And so the more money you have, the more money you have, whether or not it's, it's, you know, in, as Yale said, it's in your own investment accounts, it's in a retirement account, or it's in a trust, but the more money you have, the more options you have. And that's really very much um, a part of our message is being proactive and protecting your money. Fantastic feedback. Thank you so much. Now, I'd love to talk a little bit about your book, um, Yao, Don't Go Broke in a Nursing Home. I just wonder if you could talk to us about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, um, I've been writing uh, articles uh, that appear on our blog, on our website for uh, about 11 years now. And um, so book is really a compilation be nice to me. I picked my nurse. I picked your nurse. Yeah, yeah that's great. You I said, love you that. You said, don't go broke. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, Yale wrote, so he, there's two books. That's why oh, I just wanted to clarify. Of course. The, the, oh, I thought you were asking. I he didn't, said that don't go broke. And so <laughs> oh, that's your broke. second book. Yeah, yeah, See, I have to keep him, you know. No, you got to keep him in touch. <laughs> so that, that, uh, that book uh, I, I uh, co-wrote around the time time that I started that I got my insurance license and uh, decided that I wanted to educate myself more about what options uh, were available from what I call the the next wave of insurance products long-term care insurance products yeah uh, initially the products that were available uh, were the uh, traditional use it or lose it policies where you pay a premium uh, every year and um, there's a bucket of money that you're basically renting uh, for long-term care. If you pass away, never needing care, or you don't use up that bucket, it goes away. Uh, the problem with it that we found over the years is that the insurance companies really didn't price it very well. And so they kept raising the premiums and we've been getting for a number of years, calls from clients who get uh, rate increases of, 100%, 200% wow. uh, are typical, and what do they do? Uh, and a lot of insurance companies over the years when I first started doing this, there were probably over 200 insurance companies that offered long-term care insurance. Now within our state of New Jersey, there's probably less than 10 that still offer the traditional. But I went looking for the alternative because I didn't, 
I didn't see the insurance companies getting out of the, the industry, and sure enough, they weren't. Mm-hmm. They were offering what are called asset-based products, uh, which uh, you, as the policyholder, you commit a certain lump sum to the product, uh, which provides you with long-term care insurance, but if you don't need the long-term care coverage, uh, you'll get it back either as an annuity mm-hmm. or as a life insurance death benefit, which can be passed on to your loved ones. And the other part of it that's uh, the insurance companies uh, were more comfortable with is that they have, you're investing more money with them. They're able to use your money, thereby uh, they um, are investing it and using it and you get the money if you don't use it for long-term care, and they're then putting more money into the bucket, uh, but you're using your money first for long-term care. That way, the premiums don't get increased. And so that was a, a part of that book, along with the other strategies that we've spoken about, mm-hmm. crisis plan strategies, government benefits and such, that led to that book. This is such a content-rich um, call because it's uh, deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. and this is a deep yeah. and wide yeah. field, isn't it? You know, this is this is pointing out to me, uh, I guess, as somebody who doesn't know a, a thing about this, that there is a lot to understand. And in that point in crisis, having somebody like uh, Houtman and Houtman to be there to help you is just going to reduce so much stress and give me that confidence that we're going to be able to be in a better position afterwards. I, I've looked at your website. You have a great deal of, of not only testimonials, you've got um, a lot of other educational material. What, what other educational material are people going to find on your website when they get there? Well, we, we really pride ourselves on, on providing a lot of educational uh, content and material because we really feel that you sort of have to know what you don't know, and that's you know, such a, an important concept in a way. So on our website, we have uh, numerous guides. We have a special needs guide. We have a nursing home um, uh, and assisted living guide for people in our area. Uh, we have uh, Medicaid guides. We have a guide about veterans benefits are available, pay for long-term care. We, we put these guides and happy to provide it to people that go on our website uh, which is www.houtman, H-A-U, P as in Peter, T as in Tom, M-A-N, as in Nancy Law, L-A-W, dot com. And we feel that, and there's lots of video content about expo- explaining what happens when your child turns 18, for example, and they mm-hmm. need, they have special needs. We have some question and answers, frequent uh, questions and answers that we have posed, and Yale and I did a video on that. So it's a, it's a pretty comprehensive website and it has a lot of content so that people can sort of navigate that first. Uh, the beauty of sort of the way we handle our practice is that we provide a free consultation with anyone that calls us. So the, the website is a great starting point, but uh, people can feel free to then call us and uh, speak to us directly about their individual situation. And we're happy to you know, provide a, a, a free consultation uh, for them. And so it is a lot of material, but I do think people will find it helpful to even begin the process of learning about, like you, you know, the, some of the topics that we discussed, yeah. special needs, trust, guardianship, Medicaid planning, veterans benefits. So it's a, it's a good start. 
It's a fantastic start. Now, anybody who is uh, on the line with us today listening into this call uh, and you know you have a situation that you're facing that you need to contend with, um, certainly reach out to Houtman and Houtman at HoutmanLaw.com. I'll be making the links back to this wonderful husband and wife team for you to take advantage of. No matter where you see this interview, you will find the links back to Houtman and Houtman. And with all that being said, Thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.